0: Mm-hmm. Hello, hello, hello. What's up y'all? How y'all doing? It's SW Live. It's SW Live Wednesday. <laughs> How y'all doing my people? I hope everybody been having a good week thus far because it is Wednesday, you know. Little black history fact. <laughs> little bit little black known history fact. It's it's, it's Wednesday. We have, you know, we have a couple days off when we feel like it's the weekend. Me, me as we. So hello, welcome back. It's podcast Wednesday, y'all. I'm happy to be in the place. I hope y'all feeling good, feeling great. We're going to get into um, a brand new show today because that's what we do over here. We talk about the new things, what's going on out here in society, what's affecting us. And, you know, the things that we need to work on as a people, because it's some things we need to work on as a people. But for the most part, it's um just, we just get into the, we conversate, you know. Everybody brings a really broad perspective and a nice perspective to the conversation, and that's what I love about the show. So, welcome. If you're new here, get your chair, pull up a seat, sit down, introduce yourself. And get into the conversation. We want you to be just as relevant and prevalent as everybody else that's involved in SW Live. So let's do it, y'all. But welcome in. Welcome in. Come on in. Welcome in. Um, the quote of the day is, a winner a winner is a dreamer who never gives up. Nelson Mandela. It's very, um, to the point, very thorough is is definitely given don't be a quitter and it is it's ultimately somewhere in between you have the goal in mind that you have set yourself out to do and I and the steps in between that and the outcome of you've achieved that goal now what's next so um that's what's going on now. You you're going to get into the fact that the meat and potatoes of everything that you got going on. And with being with that being said, a winner is a dreamer who never gives up. So you have that dream, you set your goals and you put the things around it that are going to matter for you to accomplish that dream. And you shroom. That's kind of how we do things around here. We shroom. You know. I love I love um this quote because I've had um, small goals that I've thought about that I wanted to do and did them because, you know, everything is feasible if you actually focus on it and give it the the things that's needed to make that thing quality. Otherwise, you're going to be like what we talked about last week, insanity, where you're going to be doing some of the same things over and over again to try to get different results, but you're not getting anything different. So squash that. We're going to do something different today. You know, we're going to talk about something different. Today's show is Around the World Black. So we got a couple of topics that we're going to um, jump on today. But um, a couple of them, and I know a lot of people always say, um, Shelby, I always talk about the, um, the BBL stuff on here. I talk about what comes up and things to discuss because for one, that's going to keep coming up because people are suffering behind it. They're dying. They're, um, you know, it's a lot of things happening with that. So of course that topic is like a never ending topic, but this one in particular, I wanted to focus on because, um, of the person who was stating it and everybody always get mad about him. So I wanted, you know, to bring the controversial man into the spotlight today. And um, we're going to do that with one of the topics he was discussing. I couldn't get the video on him because it wasn't mine and I didn't want to, you know, commit copyright infringement or what have you. But, um, but it was something that he said on there that sparked me. And I was like, I want to definitely add this to the topic of conversation today. But um, so yeah, the quote: a winner is a dreamer who never gives up. Yeah. All right. We're gonna go ahead and get into the um conversation of the day. But before I do that, I just want to ask, how y'all doing? How y'all feeling? What y'all got going on? You know what I'm saying? What y'all doing? <laughs> Oh, good. So, the first topic. Oh, well, I will say this. I'm gonna say this before I even get into any um topic. Um, but y'all can say whatever y'all want to say about uh, Charleston White, but he hasn't missed yet. He he snapped every time. So, <laughs> and you know, people be upset about it because you know they don't like to hear realness they don't like to hear that these things have to be said and done and talked about but um they they have to and and we we have to let people know that certain things need to be talked about you know what i'm saying so i i'm very appreciative of the some of the topics that he comes up with and some of the things that he does bring into um it's to the light from another side like he does incorporate a lot of things that are talked about in society but he breaks it down in a different form and i like that because it's a little bit more beneficial to the naked eye in the naked ear um so let's get into it we got um the first conversation we got today is do we think that um <laughs> is being black a burden to you now, it, th- that's the first question in the first topic, because I know that a lot of people I've, I've had conversations. um I've had conversations with people that have actually said that they thought they felt like if they were another race, you know, and they want, they feel like they should, should have been another race because they don't, they wouldn't have had to go through all this stuff that they got to go through with being black. And I was like, dang, that make you want to be another race? You know what I'm saying? Like, and, you know, some people, that's their feeling. But to me, I was thinking to myself, like, that's a lot. You must go through a whole lot to make you feel like, (laughs) you know, that you because you're born Black, it's a burden. But... It, it is for some people like they really would rather walk in another skin tone. They would rather rather um, do things differently, live differently just because they feel like being another race would be a lot. It's, it's kind of contradictory on a lot of levels, but I do believe that a lot of people that say those things have a whole lot of um, insecurities with who, who they are because being born who you are is who you are. So there shouldn't be any time that you feel like you need to say, I, "If I was born another race, I wouldn't have to deal with this." Yes, you may not have to deal with certain things, but you wish you was born. You wish, you wish you was born another race, just because you don't want to have to deal with things that you barely encounter. You hear it from other people. You hear it from news sources. You may hear it from other things, but you're not hearing it. You don't have a direct um you haven't had any direct uh dealings with those situations you know what i'm saying and these people are claiming things just because they have seen other people do it and have other people have to go through it so yeah we're not going to sit up and just say that except that as the reason but you can i mean justifiably i understand why someone would say, yes, being Black is a burden because of those things. Those things, because that's mostly what they're talking about. But I would also say that don't be afraid to accept what you are and who you are because of you thinking that those things are going to make your life lesser. Like, you got to use it as a... You use it in a way that you can manifest things and do things differently off of use it in a way use your blackness in a way to make you be somebody worth being somebody black and that's what people and that's the only thing that i think that i despise off of it is that as a black person everybody always feel like you know you got to do something great you got to be the best at this you got because you got to show people you know what i'm saying (laughs) that being black is worth it. But a person that's born black, a person that's bl- born whoever they are, whatever color they are, they're supposed to be proud of who they are. That's why I am so proud of being black because that's what I was born as. That's that's a part of who I am. That shows my that shows who I am before I even speak. When I walk into a room, they see blackness first. So you're not gonna get the you're not gonna get the um same you're not gonna get the same response in every room, especially if you're not people like you are not in those rooms. So just be you know, be aware. It's nothing to be like super leery about, it's nothing to sit up and like be afraid to go out and do the things that you're supposed to do. You just have to be careful when you're doing what you're supposed to do. That's with anything. So in my opinion, no, being black is not a burden, but like I said, I can understand why some people would feel that way because they're having to it's, it's, it's certain people that are going, that are actually um, being attacked regularly for the color of their skin. And other people are just people who fear it. They've never experienced it, never been in a situation where it would even happen to them. So let's remember that <laughs> at the same time. Um, so being black to me is definitely not a burden. So as we go around the world black um this week, we're gonna we're gonna I wanna throw out the fact that I brought up um Charleston White is because we, I was watching an episode that he was on, um, and he was talking about the, uh, DC on fly situation. And, um, and he made a, a statement on there that said that, um, una- you know, unnatural women are now starting to unnatural. And now our women are look like the drag queens because of all the surgeries now. And the reason why he said that is so many women that are beautifully, beautifully naturally, but because so many of them are getting the surgeries they're taking away and putting themselves in danger to look like, uh, what the drag Queens used to do and what, you know, um, the people who are trying to be women are doing. So, basically the natural women are turning into the new drag queens in his um in his eye and i felt like that was a very very um, powerful statement because that's it's it's given that with all this plastic is given that it's given like you're trying to change exactly who you are because you want to look like something that you think that a man is going to be even more attracted to versus your very already face you're, you know so, it's it's so many things that make the whole dynamic of of that deception and illusion that um, natural people aren't considered beautiful by society standards. So they're killing themselves to fit the bill, and that illusion is exactly what has turned things around for. Um, a lot of women who were considering getting the surgeries because they were starting to see the, the, the rise and this and the fact that I, yeah, I, I can, my natural body is just fine. Maybe if I just go to the gym, get a little exercise and do those things, things will be different. And that's sometimes you just got to take the initiative to take care of your body on another level. But it's a lot of people dying on that table. Now it ain't even just about the BBLs. It's about plastic surgery in general. There are always going to be um, 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 side effects to things. You can't, you can't just think that oh, just because it didn't happen to my friend, it won't happen to me. Um, you know what I'm saying? And think that that's just okay. You got to know that all surgeries have side effects, but plastic surgeries have bigger side effects because you got so many things that you're affecting, um, when you get that your, your body is now being open and solicited to different things. And you don't want that to be something that takes you out because you're deciding that going to get a plastic surgery is worth it. And you don't know, they can't tell you if you got something going on with your body or if you've, um, If something has happened with your body, they can't tell you that. They can't. They're only there to do the plastic surgery. So you're not going to know. You need to get all these checkups. You need to just, you know, just take care of yourself if that's going to be something that you decide that you want to do. But as the man stated, a lot of these people that are getting these surgeries to fit the bill of what society standards are just know. That um, they are starting to look exactly like Charleston White said. The new, the the people getting all this plastic surgery are starting to look so fake and stuff in the face. And I ain't talking about this is our black women. You know, wow! It it showed me something totally different when I seen how much um, surgeries and how how often this was happening in our neighborhood, in our communities, with our people but when that PPP long stuff happened baby the, they was falling off the shelves with getting acids and tummy tucks so that scared me for our people because nobody was doing the research nobody was worried about what was going to happen and to to when you're getting these things because nobody's concerned about that all they wanted was go and get these new fat acids go and get these new um uh lipos go and get these new titty lifters and things of that nature. You have to be very, very concerned yourself with what's going on with the inside of your body. You got to go get checked out. That's your job to do that before you head out there and go and get that surgery done. That's on you. You got to make sure you take the proper precautions. So it don't matter which form of the surgeries you're getting, any of those cosmetic surgeries always have, they have a risk. So- Touche. All right, um, but also we're gonna discuss the fact that they're. What do you all think about um, the them doing what they're doing with the um, the chicken? What do you all think about that? I mean, I mean, because I'm I, what I'm concerned with is is the fact that you know we we know that the uh, Now that they're exposing it to us, what are you all going to get continue to buy the the chicken breast Um, or are you going to, you know, the lab test itself? Are you going to utilize it? Do you think that it's going to say it on the, you know, or are you going to wait to see if it states it on the on the paperwork that on the package that this is lab grown meat? Like, what's your take on the lab-grown meat? What, like, are you are you concerned or not concerned? Do you believe that we've already been eating it? What do you think about the lab-grown meat? Cause I'm interested in how people um, feel about that and what what we're gonna do to, <laughs> you know change the way we have to eat now. Like it's for sale, it's clear for sale and it'll be in the grocery store soon. So these are things that, that, that are affecting our, our our body parts, our insides, the things that are going to determine whether or not we can um, continue living a modest life because we don't know what this is going to do, right? They gave the, um. so in a nutshell, Lab-grown meat, this is on cnn.com. In a nutshell, lab-grown meat or cultivated or cell-based meat is meat that is developed from animal cells and grown with the help of nutrients like amino acids and massive bioreactors. So it's like the biochemicals that are already being utilized in our cookies and our milks and our, you know, things of that nature. This happens in, in a product facility that looks a lot like a brewery when you picture it don't think of people in white coats and hairnets peering through microscopes into petri dishes but instead, people in white coats and hairnets wandering between giant vats when the meat is ready companies companies collect it from the bioreactors and move it along through the processing line Good meat protein looks a lot like a minced chicken when extracted, said Andrew Noyes, the head of the global communications and public. Okay. So, mm. they said it's a good thing because they're growing, they're doing this so people don't have to slaughter meat. This is what they said. This is because people the the uh, the reason why it's easier to do lab grown meat is because people don't have to slaughter meat anymore that's what they said that's what they said that's interesting what's up twan how you doing that's very interesting that they would say that because it's um we (laughs) that Is it... Why? why? So, what's... (laughs) It's hard to even respond to something like that and think that you can get a person to understand that meat is exactly what it is. So, what you're saying is you want, instead of having people have chicken, you'd rather just have the chicken running around and just be free range just running chicken. You know, just will be. Now we overhaul the chicken and you can't slaughter you can't eat the chicken no more. Or is it going to go completely to lab base meats from now on because we decided that it's okay to bring lab um, made chicken into the country? I don't see how this is going to be good and healthy. That's my concern. I don't see how it's going to be healthy. I don't see that Mm -mm. no because it's it's literally we we're we're taking (laughs) you can have um farm raise they're closing down farms for one so you got to think about what's really going on beyond the fact that we want to sit up and say oh it's a it's an easier thing to do it's easier it's easier it's easier but you can't you're you're saying you don't want to have to slaughter animals because you're you're already shutting down farms and factories already so that's why you're saying you don't want we we don't want to have to slaughter any more animals we're going to use lab based meat you're already killing off the farms so there's not going to be as much that they can produce anyway because you're killing stuff off we can't it's no, you gotta just it's it's all about just paying attention to what's going on in a nutshell. But the meat, I think they definitely, I don't know what their plan is when they supposedly saying they're putting it out on the market, but I always feel like anytime the news is telling us they putting something out on the market, it's already been on the market and we're just being told about it now because they're trying to see they were probably running tests and running behind, you know. Doing little uh experiments with the shit to see if if anybody was gonna pop up with food, this uh you know, food issues, da da. Just all kind of stuff. There's no telling you can't you can't just trust and believe when they say it's coming, that it's just coming. Mm-mm. This is the great USA that ain't happening. They very much so in control what they're doing. So all right, so that's the meat situation. Now, I would I would ask, how do you all um, make your children continue to keep their lessons and stuff going through the summer? Are you do you all have like a a, a plan that you put them on to make sure they do certain things? Um, are they required to do the things that they are supposed to do? For uh, that the school provides to them with the summer reading, like how do you advance and make sure that they are on the same accord with getting their lessons, so that they're not slacking when school begins? Do you just make sure that they're having some type of reading time? Um, Do you have like a um, a time of the of of the night or a, a part of the week? that gives them time to just stay involved in something that's going to keep their mind going. Like, what are your what are you guys' um, ways of making sure that your child is keeping their intellectual growth, you know, from being stagnant through the summer? What are the some what are some of the things that you all do to do that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because to me, it's very important to keep a, a child's mind moving. But I also think that you can feel like you're running out of stuff because you're trying to put it in to make them feel like it's fun as well as as um, as well as something they want to do. So I had put my kids and when they was younger, like middle school, I put them in side girls because I felt like that'll be something that they can be learning from and something that they'll like. You know what I'm saying? Cause it ain't. It's not too many things that you can keep them so busy from that they ain't grabbing the electronics or they ain't front of, in front of TVs. So you got to keep them active doing something. So, what do you all do to keep your child's mind from getting stagnant? Are you making sure that they're doing things? That are you doing things with them? so that they're not keeping their mind stagnant. Like, how's that working for you all if you are doing those things? I just wanna get a little bit of an understanding of what's happening with a lot of us when it comes to preparing our children for the next level because most of the time they are going to another grade. So they do need to be prepared for that grade. So what are some of the things that you do to keep their mind fresh over the summer? Yes, ma'am. I would love to hear it. Um, my friend told me that she um, takes her child to museums and a lot, you know, take them places like on a regular basis to see animals, uh, things in nature, um, And they do it at least twice a month, um, if I'm not mistaken. So that could be like the nature trails. That could be like the junior museums. um, That can be just going to libraries and you guys spending time learning the library system, learning how to check out books, learning that whole process, just having a day of uh, a different form of education. It doesn't always have to be something that comes from a book. So what do you all do? To keep your child's mind fresh, I would love to hear it. Minds fresh during summer, and it's 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 easy. Summertime blows by too, so you got to, whatever you're doing. It don't got to be like something. Oh, we're gonna do this the whole summer. Nah. That's you don't got to none of that got to happen the whole summer but are you doing anything during that time that school is out to to keep their mind fresh though. You definitely don't have to do it the whole summer cuz now you don't took away the whole summer. <laughs> cuz being being off from school is that's what you know you look forward to that. You definitely look forward to some time away from books, papers, that's why I said like a lot, even with these things that you're involving them in, it don't have to be work related. That can still be things that they're going out learning. It's an educational process. It's things that they're doing that they can benefit from. They can grow from, they can take it in, in their mind. Can, will always remember, this is what I learned. This is what my mom t- took me to to learn. This is what we learned together. These are things that we're doing to continue to make sure Um we're good. Like we're, we're, our mind is constantly boosted. You definitely want to do that. Seriously. So yeah. What are some of the things you do? Some, what are some things you do to keep your child's minds fresh during summer In making sure you're keeping their mind fresh is, is not just for um, the benefit of just making them do stuff. It's definitely not. You is is not to just keep their mind busy. It's to make sure that it's something that they need to retain. So don't just be throwing stuff at them just to do stuff. Make sure it's retainable information. It's stuff that they need. I um I've said before on here here on the Freedom Train Network we have a, um on the shoulders of giants. It's a history, it's a history uh piece that that Joe Ward hosts. And he be dropping some knowledge on that But then he has books I got I got one one of the books He has books on I think he has like a couple chapters to the book Or a couple volumes to it But I'm talking about Dope information That is out there and receivable For young people All you got to do is put it in their hands And let them know that this is available to them That's all they need to know sometimes Because hearing about um, black people that used to that made a way and did things is very very enlightening information for some some of us. It definitely opens our mind to to other things and it makes us want to either go into the the way of making things better as a revolutionary or um, just you know capitalizing on what we can do while we're already working the system. It's things that you can do. That's why you got to let these kids know the history and what has come before them because they're taking it out of schools. They're taking it away from everybody. So make sure you're making, make sure that you're doing things that your children can keep their mind fresh on. That's all that is, is making sure that you can, that you can say, um, my kids are doing stuff and I'm keeping their mind fresh. I'm making sure um, that they have something going on because they're gonna need it. They're truly going to need it. You can't think that you cannot think that your child is not going to need these beneficial things. They're going to need it. So at least provide it to them. You know what I'm saying? All right. Um the, the next thing the next question is. <laughs> Who is the most easily tolerated black person <laughs> in a in a white space? That's my question. Who is the most easiest who's the easiest tolerated black person in a white space? Mm-hmm. Who do y'all think that would be? Because if you look at that, it's the um <laughs> if you look at that, the whole the question is very <laughs> I know people be like, dang, here she go with that BS. I want to know though. I wanna know who do you all think the most easiest tolerated person in a white space is. Because it matters, because it's a lot of people that have these positions, and they do exactly what what the reason why they do exactly what the reason is that these posi- these people are easy to, easily tolerated. So as I was researching about this um, particular this particular sit um, item, who's the most easily tolerated black person in a white space. And I saw the answer and I was like, hmm. And I checked another one and it checked another resource and it was, hmm, and I said, okay. So it's a couple of places that are saying that this is true. And the most easily tolerated black person in a white space is either going to be the janitor or the service person. And why do you think that they would be one of the most easily tolerated people in a white space? i'm gonna give I'm gonna give you a clue. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Yes, sir, no sir. It's a constant with that. Um so the white people the the clear skinned people are going to feel more. They feel okay with being, uh, having to yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, them because this is these are the people who work in these buildings, they can report us and we can lose our contract, blah, 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 blah. So, or the fact that they're they're that's just how they are raised to be, you know, where they yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, and people who are in the building who they clean it after or that they stand in there holding the door for constantly all day long you know it's it's it, it's tolerable at a job to do your job but <laughs> it's definitely not tolerable to overdo your job to be giving somebody so much um, because of your position and that's why they're saying that they're doing that Because of their position. That's one of the most easiest tolerated positions as a black person is a a janitor or a service person. What do y'all think about ending affirmative action? Because I think it's coming completely. I know they already starting with it and they... You know, chopping it up. They're constantly talking about it. Um, but what do y'all think is going to happen if they if they do decide to end affirmative action? What do you all think that that's going to do to a lot of people who have high rank positions that where their positions were <laughs> solely created or solely put out there because of affirmative action? Do you think they keep their positions or not? Because it so it must, and I know it's already happening in certain states because several people got laid off last week after certain the bill was signed into law on on either in the I forget what the reason where it was signed into law at. I don't know if they did this one at the Supreme Court yet. I don't know if it has made it all the way there yet. I need to check into that, but they, but I know some people have already been laid off because affirmative action positions or affirmative action roles got them their job. So do you all think with them saying that they need to end affirmative action, that that's a good or bad thing? Like, how do you feel about, how do you feel about your position at work? Do you feel like if it wasn't for affirmative action, you would be working? how do you feel about that? Because it's a lot of positions that um, people would not do for that. I mean, people would not have if that law wasn't in place, but we knew we could tell that a lot of those things was about to get ready to change because of how certain issues was happening in Florida. You know, people are losing um, control of the classroom um syllabus. They can they can only do what they're told to do as instructors and everything. So, you know, people are losing bases over a lot of different things. And I just I just want to be sure that everybody understands that you gotta be in control over your spaces and don't be feeling like you're being tolerated. It's so many, it's so many, um, positions and places of authority that have made us feel like we were just being tolerated. So I do believe that it's going to affect certain things in society, but as a whole, people know what they're dealing with when they're dealing with any race. They know what Type of work ethics they're going to get. They can look at uh, resumes and work experience to see that, and they see degrees and all of those things. So, you know, people, I do think that you may get the opportunity to get certain positions based on who you really are. And it may not help a lot of places, but it may also help in a lot of places. So, we're going to see how this works because it's already happening. We, it's, this is like, this this living in Florida is starting to feel like um a chess game. Who's going to have the best move? What's the next move? It's been going on crazy. Okay. Um so uh the next thing, what do you all think about them taxing um the who is it that we were talking about taxing now the strippers i know they were already taxing them but now it's going to be like a double variant tax yeah i'll be extra nice to see the strippers now do that don't be wrong be extra nice to them um <laughs> i just want to make sure that y'all know it's the cover that's it's a lot of things going on out here that's happening like but every time you blink, something new is being signed. You got to pay attention, especially as Black people. So when I say we're going around the world Black, we're going to be jumping from different topics, but there are things that are going to be affecting us. It's things that are affecting how, to, how we live on a regular basis. It's things that are affecting how we move on a regular basis. This concealed weapons law. It may not be. It's not. Who 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 is that supposed to be beneficial for? So it's a lot going on. Just stay on standby and be paying attention to what's changing in your communities and how fast things are changing. Don't just be living and existing. You know, I mean, just existing. You got to be out here paying attention to what's going on. You do. You do. I promise you, you do. So I think that's it. That's all seven of my topics. Yes. That's all seven of my topics, y'all. Um, but I, I, I think that even with, um, the topics that we discuss, I think that you guys got to start having these open, realistic conversations with your family members and with people that you really care about, about everything pretty much that we discussed on this, um, agenda today, because, we have so many things going on in an everyday cycle that's that's affecting our lives and that are affecting how we can move, how we can um, do things and and who we can do and move and do things with. And we got to start being more in control of that. That's on us. That's on us. Okay. The power we give people is definitely on us. So I want to leave y'all with that, but I'm gonna go back to the quote. A winner is a dreamer who never gives up. Do not ever think that you what you're um, trying to do and what you're trying to build is worth giving up on. You have no right to quit on yourself. You just don't. All right? Don't ever quit. Uh, don't don't ever quit on yourself. Um, take the opportunity to see who you can talk to and get those resources from. Talk to people when it comes to things that you need. Talk to people when it comes to things that you want to experience. Get those, go, talk to people. The resources are there. Okay? Seriously. I appreciate you all for tuning in today. Um, we, got a, uh, we got Gen Z next week, and I'm ready to bring them on so that they can bring their perspective to the table. I love when the youth come and talk. They always drop the big bombs on you. so um keep stay tuned in we always keep something happening up over here um on sw live and we're gonna always keep the audience popping for whatever needs it for whatever it needs to be popping for and to pop to who you gotta you gotta know who you need to be um giving these messages to so you can know who needs to be receiving it all right we'll catch y'all next week On SW Live, 6.30 p.m. next Wednesday. We're going to be talking with Gen Z, y'all. Can't wait. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful rest of you all's week. It's going to blow by fast. All right? Peace.